0: Barely agree on anything. uh, Try to figure out the world. Uh, Uh,
1: This week, though, we agree on one thing. (laughs)
0: Stonks. (laughs) Stonks. Uh, There's a lot more intelligent people out there than us who are probably all over this stuff and showing it and everything. And uh, if you're not up to date on the the current GameStop thing... um, not a financial analyst. I have to say this for, for you know, uh, reasons. also me
1: not a financial analyst and that we do not give advice.
0: Yeah, we, we don't give it, we go, do not give it financial advice. But uh, there is some interesting information that we can uh, share and bring to light and, and talk about kind of things that, you know, that have at least happened this past week and this past weekend uh, with the, the restriction on the buying of. of restricted stocks and volatile stocks and shorted stocks uh whatever you want to call them whatever the the news is calling them um so let's just let's just jump right in so what's going on right now so that's
1: uh heavily shorted do you want to do you want to start with what we did or how how we came about like so wednesday you sent me a text talking about gamestop yeah have you like right yeah, and just kind of how we fell into this thing and we got going on it.
0: That's uh, yeah. We can start there. So we're cheap, right? And we we don't we're not huge investors and everything else. But um, we uh, we definitely got to liking some of the uh, the stocks that were going on and uh, the trades. And we got pretty excited when we saw what was happening with GameStop and how it was causing a hedge fund to lose billions of dollars and you know we we were kind of out of the loop in the main part of it and we got you know we saw it like monday i saw that it had gone up to like 160 dollars i think tuesday it was kind of high and then it started affecting other stocks that also had massive short interests um Nowhere near to the extent that GameStop did. What they did with with GameStop might might be criminal with the naked shorts, but I'm not. I'm no financial advisor. I can't necessarily make a comment on that. So it's just possible. Seems like it should be illegal to sell more than what exists. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so we were looking at these stocks uh, that were a little bit more on our price range, and we came across AMC. Yay! Awesome timing. So AMC was priced up to about, uh, let's see here, the five day. Yeah, so Tuesday, Wednesday, it jumped up to about $17. uh, $19 was the high on Wednesday. And we got in somewhere down below that. It closed Wednesday, it went back down, um, and then it's been riding around ever since. Uh, With the extreme restrictions and the Essentially, false drops. What's I think that? I think they're false drops. Uh, that happened here. Uh, I think we're due for a, a nice little green rise potentially in the uh, the short squeeze. Potentially, I don't know. I'm no financial advisor. We'll wait and see. Um. I mean, and you and I talked about it. Worst case scenario, nothing actually happens with AMC right now. It all goes to GameStop, and then. You know, we had a bunch of AMC stock and the, the, the economy reopens and it goes back up anyway. So, uh, you know, that was kind of our reasoning when we were looking at it. That's what I was thinking. I don't know what your thoughts were.
1: So it's, it's pretty funny. So let's – I just want to talk about like – remember a year ago when we were – uh, I don't know. We were, we had been arguing politics for a while and we just decided we we're like, hey, man, are you in the stock market? Not really. And you well, want to be? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it, man. And so, uh, and so we both kind of like dropped politics for about a year, maybe six months to a year. It was year. about six months because
0: I think I lost all my money and then I was like, all right, back to politics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, And so we, uh, sorry, the kids are going crazy. That's cool. Um, And so we, we, uh, we got into it and then I, you know, I put all my money into carnival and, uh, and I was just going to ride it until the, you know, until the economy opened back up. Um, I think I was up maybe, I don't know, 60 bucks or whatever, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I, I just figured eh, eventually this thing's gonna open up, and so I was just holding it. And so um, when you you texted me the thing about about GameStop, and then I started looking into it, and then uh, you said something about AMC, so I started looking into that. And then I was like, uh, GameStop is out of my price range, just absolutely.
0: I was like, I can't I can't get into that one. Yeah, I think we I were said, looking at hey, it was like 330, three thirty three. Forty something yeah. like that a share,
1: and we were I'm like, like hmm. I was like, but AMC, I think I can, I think I can swing that. So I bought as many shares as I could, which wasn't very much because you know I'm a teacher, and uh, and so we were, you know, we were watching, 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 and the you know the market closed, and then Thursday they shut down everybody's buy ability.
0: So sell. I, that's
1: right. You can still sell on all the platforms. You anyway. can on my platform because uh, I use Thinkorswim, not an endorsement, um, but uh, Thinkorswim is the platforms, the trading platform for uh, TD Ameritrade. Uh, again, not an endorsement, and uh, <laughs> but for whatever reason, they didn't shut me down, so every time it dropped below $9, I bought, and so my $15 trade price dropped down to like i think i'm right at around 12 because every time i spot five more shares and i ended up selling every other stock that i held and bought into amc and i am holding (laughs) so um yeah you want to fix it i know here all right go fix it um so uh from what I am, I, I am gonna do the uh, the weird strategy that they said. to put your sell at a thousand. I am gonna do it, you like on Monday. No, I'll sell at a <laughs> thousand.
0: So I think we'd be able we both be doing all right if that actually yeah. happens. So,
1: man, I am gonna exciting. be doing all right if it goes to a hundred, like <laughs> fifty. Like I am, I am like I am gonna be doing great.
0: Be safe. Uh, thank, thank you.
1: I, <laughs> thank you <very> <laughs> But, but I mean Shoot even if it goes to 30 I've doubled my money So
0: You know, you know what's crazy like... Have you been Have you been on the uh, The subreddit we can't talk about I don't know if we can yeah, talk about it or not.
1: I'm I'm on it right now
0: Have you noticed <laughs> That there's a lot of people on there Who Are planning to hold When it craters Yeah Yeah, they're just holding. They're just going to hold. They're just holding, period. I think that speaks to the the sentiment of, (laughs) like what we were talking about the other day, of like nobody likes that establishment, this moneyed group of people. And it's uh, it's very leading when, when you look at, like, who's speaking out for it, protecting the hedge funds and who wants to keep the markets open for us. Right. Which is right. why I wasn't surprised when like Elizabeth Warren came out and she said, hey, we need more regulation. These, This is market manipulation that these people on these, these chats are doing, you know, this is bad, you, yeah. you're not supposed to be able to do this. So not to my donors.
1: So yeah. Uh, what I thought the the you know of course me but the funniest tweet that I saw was like oh I see that some of you like sticking it to the man and there's a picture of Karl Marx and they're like I've got a plan for you. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: Oh. Uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Lots of it, it's,
0: Of course they're gonna be. It's bring been a good
1: out... week for social media.
0: Das Kapital. So anyway, this yeah. is a this is an interesting thing. I don't know if you can see my screen the way I got it set up right this second. Um, what I'm showing is the short interest. Now, the short interest for anyone who doesn't know, uh, this is all freely available information on any any New York Stock Exchange. If you go to, obviously, this is MarketBeat. Um, they publish this routinely, regularly. Uh, there should be new numbers out. Um, for the end of January uh, and we will be able to see because publicly traded companies have to maintain all of their public financial information uh, for the public to decide whether or not they do or don't want to invest in that and that includes short interest and the short interest is what exploded for GameStop if you see here the outstanding shares in GameStop uh, this currently shows hundred and two million outstanding shares uh best i can tell there's like 71 million shares that exist that have ever been issued by gamestop so they've sold more than exists so that's what people are talking about when they say 140 percent of the shares were oversold right um and it used to it was 140 they got it down a little bit through some of the short ladder manipulation which is what was happening with the um the trading last week when they restricted this trading and it was to restrict the amount of buy orders that were going through the system so you you know we were all restricted from trading unless you had td Ameritrade. And you could get in five bucks five shares at a time um but for the vast majority of, of like the Wall Street bets, they all used Robin Hood and they were all cut out. So that's roughly like six million people that were just like restricted them from their trading on that one platform. Um,
1: well, then so that was Thursday that they they cut all y'all off on that Well, them. Um, my buddy decided he was going to go ahead and get into AMC and he he bought in they let him buy 25 shares well he he got paper hands and he sold and then was mad about it that he sold so he wanted to buy back in um well then they restricted him to only 10 shares um and they said you can't buy more than 10 and so he kept trying to buy one more trying trying to buy five more kept trying to kept on trying to get back in and they they wouldn't let him um which I thought was really interesting. So it's like, oh, we're we're going to open it back up sort of
0: kinda. <laughs> we're going to we're going to we're going to do it enough so that the SCDC doesn't come after our nuts cuz that's that's kind of what that looks like. Um, I don't
1: you know, I I've, I've been listening a lot to some financial news and stuff and so what they what they keep bringing up is um, that with Robin Hood um, the, the traders on Robinhood are not the client. They're not the customer. They provide a service to the customer and then provide trade information based on what you guys buy and sell. They sell that information to these hedge funds. And so Citadel, uh, who apparently was uh, part of the heavy short, um, short gate, I don't know what it <laughs> coined right here, short gate, um Well They stuck so a gate on the end of it,
0: and made it a controversy. What's that? that? They stuck a gate on the end of it already. Oh, damn it. White Watergate. Yeah,
1: I, I lost you there for a second.
0: I said that they stick a gate on the end of it. Now it's short gate, Dorito Gate, no, Watergate. I just did that. Oh okay. that was on me.
1: That was coined right here. Bro partisan hacks short gate. So anyway, so um <laughs> So what they did was, the, or what they do is they sell all the trading information to all these bigger banks and these hedge funds, and that's the product. So apparently they got a a significant investment of $1 billion into their uh, little business there, because basically what they did was they tanked their business, right? So th- there is an investment uh, that has been made into... Old Vladdy, um, to do this. Like, they're not, he, he made a business decision because he knows that Robin Hood is going to go down. Like, everybody that I've talked to, it's all over the internet, but everybody is going to leave Robin Hood. Um, so, um, it's, it's, a, I don't know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's obviously shady, obviously shady as shit, but, um,
0: well, it, it, there's there's more to it than that. You, you know, because I think I was reading somewhere that was like Citadel makes up like 40% of like all the retail investment stocks and money that changes hands goes through Citadel, which is us. Really? I mean, that's us, not hedge fund people. 40% goes through Citadel. Wow. So... And I I don't remember if it was for the whole market or for Robinhood itself. Um, But the number 40% sticks in my mind. Uh, They're a major player, regardless. Either way. Um, So it's like, it's (laughs) it's not a small fish. I mean, hell, that's the company that Citadel is the group that bailed out Melvin Capital already with 2.7 2.7 billion dollars or 3 billion dollars or whatever their buyout was that they already got the bailout for to cover the initial losses so that they could keep paying interest and like to cover even 20% of the shorts that they had sold. So anyway, there's a lot happening right now. Um, keep up to date on your news, pay attention to your sources. Uh, the boys over oh, at Wall Street Bets are saying diamond hands. Uh, you know, of course, the the news media. I think we've already, uh, if you've watched any of our other clips, you know how much I despise <laughs> them and how how highly I think of them. Uh, I think they're lying through their teeth about closing their positions. That's what I think. That's a personal belief that I have that when CNBC comes on and they say, "Oh, Melvin Melvin Capital has closed out their short positions." No, they didn't. Bullshit. <laughs> I say still, it's bullshit. It's still... Because I watched the trading volume all fucking day.
1: <laughs> right? Cuz that was that was the best way for when we, that was what I was looking at too, and that's what I was showing my class what we were looking at um, was the trading volume.
0: And you're and like, just trying to watch mail, it. 100 million shares. No. <laughs> it,
1: it was really convenient this week that all of this happened because in my class, we started the stock market investing this week. So I could do this all day, every day. <laughs>
0: I'm a little bit jealous because <laughs> I definitely, like, was working and had my other screen up at work just like with the stock market. And so I restricted myself with my little bit, a little bit of productivity just cause I was only working off of one screen.
1: But I had to keep the eye on the other one. Right. I had the, um, uh, I had, I had the, the, the ticker running, uh, that bar chart.com that you sent me is a really good free chart.
0: Oh yeah. it's great. Um, it's got
1: everything. I, really, I was, I've been the, for free charts, I've been looking at, uh, tradingview.com which isn't bad but that bar chart's really good
0: yeah bar chart's the one Um, I use I think I got it off of uh
1: not a sponsor yet
0: I think I got it off of like kamikaze cash or something like that when he was he was I was watching a video on like how to look at the charts and how to read them but anyway shout out to that guy who's a way bigger channel than we are um (laughs)
1: Everybody's a way bigger channel than we are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so far.
0: Wow, we'll get there. So anyway, like my new mic. It's fancy. I do like your new mic. What, I think uh, it I'll, sounds a lot better.
1: I, w- I wanted to. I wanted to to talk about like, so I've been talking to family and friends. Um, I mean, what I meant to say was our viewers. Um, which is family and friends. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: All three of them. Uh, and so they they said something about the uh, the mic levels and audio levels and we needed to equal out and so that's what this is where we're trying to we're, I I wasn't happy with it and apparently our fan base wasn't happy with it so I went and got a new mic so hopefully um, this helps
0: it sounded better in our test run so. We'll see how it sounds now. I think the levels sh- should be okay. If they're not, let me know. Let us know. Um, so, yeah. you have ended. You... Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, do you want to jump into some of the other topics that we had since we had a request for a $15 minimum wage?
0: I was I was going to lead with what you had ended last time, but we can start with that if you want.
1: What I end with last time?
0: I don't remember. We were talking Black Lives Matter organization versus the movement.
1: Yeah. Let's... So let's, go, let's go $15 minimum wage. is a little more topical for events going on right now. That's fair. Um, All right. It's, it's pretty prominent um, in, in the news media. So... Um so $50 minimum wage. 15?
0: Um is it 50 Fifteen. Now? <laughs>
1: it's 15. One thing um that I saw was that for just to start with that if wages had ridden risen when they learned how to talk, if wages had risen with uh inflation, like along with inflation because you said inflation was the problem. If wages had ridden with infl- risen with inflation, um, we would be at $23 an hour as a minimum wage. Um, which, is, which is significant. Um, now I've heard also that um, wa- minimum wage should be around 60% of the median. Wage. So, hmm. not the mean, but the median. Um, which, honestly, if the um, median wage is around 40% or 40,000 ish, it's like 41 something something something. Um, it actually comes out to somebody did the math, but it actually comes out to like $14.98 per hour. Um, so, right there at $15 an hour at 60% of the median wage nationwide. However, if you did that in a city like Seattle, the median wage in Seattle, uh, the, uh, the minimum wage would come out to like $28 an hour. Um, now, um, obviously there are people on the left where you know, 15, $15 minimum wage has been the, the go get it for, I don't know, two, three years now. So everybody's been talking about $15 minimum wage and that that's been the goal. Um, well,
0: and just to be clear, this is a federal mandated minimum wage.
1: Right. Right. So so what what it's it's funny because, again, that, that's that been the goal for a lot of progressives and a lot of the left is $15 minimum wage, $15 minimum wage. And now we actually have like Joe Biden talking about it, which was. You know something that you couldn't even conceive of a year ago, Mm. just having having that be mainstream. Okay, so now they're talking about it, and of course, what's the online left doing? Fifteen's not enough; it should be twenty-five. And so, so what? They're the proposal right now for fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage is incremental. Uh, I've looked I don't have it in front of me and I don't know how to find it but I saw it goes up are you with me I'm with my you. screen stopped yeah. for a second
0: yeah you're good I see you
1: Rob hello okay so it <laughs> so it, it's like next year it goes up next year it goes up to nine something uh then the year after that, it goes up to twelve something, and then the year after that, it eventually ending at uh, fifteen dollars an hour in um, in two
0: thousand twenty five. I have it. I found that bill. You mean to pull it up? Oh, you have it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. Uh Wow, well, that's really weird. Okay, so here it says Bobby Scott blah 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 blah. blah. The plan proposes increasing the federal minimum, which stands at seven twenty-five to nine fifty in twenty twenty-one. The minimum wage would increase incrementally over the next four years, with a target fifteen mandated by twenty twenty-five. Uh Federal minimum wage would be exceeded to the index the median wage growth in years after twenty twenty-five. Federal minimum would change automatically to account for inflation without action needed by Congress. Phasing out tipped wages, youth workers and workers with disability. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading it along with this. I guess I can keep reading it aloud for anyone who's listening. Uh, even with the COVID-19 pandemic, the seven twenty-five mineral federal minimum wage was economically and morally indefensible, said Scott, Herman of the Chouse, blah, blah, blah. Now the pandemic is highlighting the gross imbalance between the productivity of our nation's workers and the wages they are paid. The Raise the Wage Act is a critical step towards lifting hardworking people out of poverty, addressing income inequality and building back a better economy where everyone can succeed. (sighs) Okay. Is that the bill you were looking for?
1: Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. Yes, because every right wing person is going to tell you that raising the minimum wage, double it overnight is going to affect businesses. Um, and it's actually going to hurt um, uh, the economy because, you know, the the economics 101: inflation, cost of everything goes up, people get laid off, unemployment goes up. Democrats are dumb. Um, that hasn't happened in the states that they've raised the minimum wage. It did happen um, in New York. It didn't happen in Florida. It didn't happen in Seattle. It didn't happen where? Where it I mean, happened in like... New York
0: when they raised the federal minimum wage for for restauranteurs and restaurateurs, they all got left out, let go. A bunch of them let go, and you know, that's, that's just what happened.
1: Did that? Did that have to do with the pandemic, or did that have to do with?
0: I mean, I'm sure it led into it, but it happened before the pandemic.
1: Okay. The minimum wage for fast food workers outside New York City is scheduled to increase up to $15 on July 1st, 2021. State law defines fast food establishments as any chain with at least 30 locations. Um, in New York City, it's, it was already $15 an hour. Um, so that's not giving
0: I mean you wanna you wanna talk about Opinion. Evidence. I the fifteen dollar minimum
1: opinion. wage was supposed to hurt New York City restaurants, but both revenue and employment are up. This was in January twelfth of twenty twenty, so this is before the pandemic hit. why is it uh, what written hasn't as an opinion happened piece? It's on market watch, I mean everything's written as an opinion piece. So we can look up each one. It says, when worker pay goes up, employers can respond in a number of different ways. They can cut hours lay off workers, accept smaller profits, or raise prices. With profits so low in the restaurant industry, uh, employers may not have the option to accept less-than-profits without going into the red. In many industries, increased labor costs may prompt business to lay off American workers and move operations overseas where labor costs are lower. But this is a viable solution in the restaurant industry since most of the work is done on site. Um Still, massive layoffs in the restaurant industry are unlikely because owners need a certain number of staff to operate a full service cre- uh, kitchen. Uh, so they increase prices. Prices go up. Uh, raising menu prices will lead to fewer people dining out and consequently more restaurant closures. The fact of the matter is, and I can go into keep reading this if you would like, but the fact of the matter is when you put money in the hands of more people, it's demand side economics. When you put more money or Keynesian Keynesian economics, I don't know how to say that guy's name. When you put more money in the hands of regular people, the the everything goes up. Everybody's profit margin goes up. Um Laffer was a quack. <laughs> Um, wage wage hikes help everyone perhaps the principal reason that the minimum wage increase did not seem to have a negative effect on the restaurant industry in New York is that the state's economy is strong overall so businesses have been able to absorb the increases without having to make hard decisions about where to cut so again this is um, I mean it's got links for all of you know all the claims that they make um Low-wage workers have more money in their pockets, they will have more money to spend potentially expanding the number of consumers who can afford to eat out. The, I'm, I'm just saying, like, historical data doesn't support that people will get laid off. Now, if you go from seven twenty-five dollars an hour to um, $28 an hour nationwide, Yes, then it will crash, and not just like businesses, but the economy could crash. So I, I do agree with there's has to be a certain medium there, um, and you know ideally, honestly, uh, you could do it by um, county by county in the in the in the country because obviously, like uh, Dallas County, uh, so forth and so on, some of these these more expensive areas to live um can can support raising the minimum wage higher than um you know hill county for mm. example um like it's just not it's just not going to be feasible for them to jump to 15 an hour overnight dallas county could do it tomorrow and it, and it, i don't think it would affect business at all that's that's what i think um, And and you know there's there's data to back that up. I mean, like I can say that that's what I think, but I mean, uh, in every region where the minimum wage has gone up, most minimum wage jobs are not small businesses uh, or small business jobs. Cities and states with higher minimum wages have seen increase in profit and reduction in unemployment as a result of uh, as a result compared to the federal minimum. Um, So again. It has to do with putting more money in the pockets of regular people who, again, like we, like I've talked about, are going to go out and spend the money. I mean, think about, for example, what's going on in the stock market right now The regular people got their little steamy checks and they're going, they're, they're doing something with it and they're trying to, they're trying to make more money with their money. You know, not everybody needed to put that in, no needed to go out and buy something immediately. Right. But, um, some, so some people were able to save it, but other people, you know, they had to go put that immediately back into the economy. Um, what's the, the term uh, velocity of money? Have you heard of that? Huh? Velocity of money? Yep. Where when rich people get a big chunk of money, you get $100, it goes into the bank and they don't think about it again. But if, uh, a, you know, a let's say a mechanic gets $100... And he goes and he buys, um, or let's just say regular Joe, right? Regular Joe gets money, $100, and he goes and fixes something on his car that needed to to be fixed. And then he then, uh, that money goes to the mechanic. The mechanic then takes that money and he goes and buys food for his family. That money then is transferred to the grocery store and the farmers who made the food or who grew, grew the food you know it it ever increases i'm not explaining this well um, but you get the gist of it
0: i'm letting you go man you're on a roll <laughs> i'm um, uh i'm going to disagree with you on a a lot of these points you've made but okay go ahead which one well i guess my first one is so it's a shot at the source. And yeah, this is, this is sourced. This has sources written in it. Um, how many restaurant employees do you need? So, I'm sorry. There was evidence. There was data that showed that the restaurant's people were either had reduced hours or were laid off. And the prices went up. For the food. And there were New Yorkers. Complaining about that. Uh, that did happen. So. I mean like I said. This this piece here. Yeah okay. It, it has a good argument. But. Those things did happen. Um, the other thing I saw was. The, the numbers you were throwing out. Seemed high. Uh, so I pulled it up. Which numbers? Uh, the numbers you were saying for the inflation rates on the uh, wage. And this one says that in in 1968, your wage then would be worth ten dollars and fifty four cents now. So while it has had an, uh, I guess a decrease well, in value. How about how about we go back to 1932? Twenty eight dollars, thirty eight dollars. Well, I mean, shit. Why don't we just go back to the eighteen hundreds set, Mike? What's your what's well, your cutoff? When, when what was does the that? What does that matter? When, why is that important?
1: When, because that's when the minimum wage was introduced in the thirties with Roosevelt. It, we didn't have a minimum wage before that. Remember?
0: So, so you're gonna that, go back that, to the that, so the beginning of history of the so minimum the, wage then? That's what we yeah, should, we should be looking at then. I would say so, yeah, because that's and when we it haven't was had any other economic factors since then nothing else has happened with the economy since 1938 or everything has happened and it's a different world that we live in
1: what do you mean different
0: world i don't understand uh post-world war ii world is it the same as it was pre-war
1: we've been in war for 21 years now what
0: have we though I mean, yeah, yeah we've been yeah. we've been at war,
1: For but has it been years. the
0: has it been the total war scenario that we saw previously in this country's history?
1: No, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm I'm I don't understand the point because you're 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 maintaining you're you're going back to lack of people, lack of employable people. Is that is that what you're going with?
0: No, I'm saying it's a factor. It's not the only factor, but I mean it raises the question of how far you want to go back. Obviously, this this chart here the then of, doesn't of go back far enough.
1: Then. I, I said since the beginning of minimum wage. That's how far back that'd be the line. So, Captain Slippery Slope.
0: <laughs> oh, what did you say? I'll let you go with it.
1: What I said was twenty three dollars an hour, and and obviously I got that from the Gravel Institute, um, which we all know how biased that one is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was I was talking about the sixty percent of uh, the median and where it should be ideally, and how that's nationwide, and how it, ideally. In my opinion, it should be um, based off area and cost of living in that area, because really, at the at the end of the day, people want a living wage. Right? What's a living wage? What would be a living wage in your mind? If you worked forty hours a week, what's a living wage? It's different based on your area, right? Would you agree with that?
0: Yes, I would agree with that, which is why I would beg the question of why do you need a federal minimum wage.
1: You really don't understand why? I'll tell you why. Do Do you want to know why we have to have a federal minimum wage? Because unions in this country are weak as fuck. That's why. Because if we had a strong union base in this country, we wouldn't need a federal minimum wage because the unions would take care of that.
0: Because unions are what protects the workers. Have you worked with a lot of unions? No, but I can
1: look across the pond and see that in other countries that don't require federal minimum wages, and their McDonald's employees make twenty dollars an hour because of unions. It's not hard to fucking do research.
0: So you haven't worked with any unions in the Americas, have you? I'm a teacher. Of course I've worked with unions. Okay. I mean, we live in one of the most restrictive states for unions. Correct. uh, In Texas. So that's the right-to-work state. And uh, Have you worked with anybody on the other side, like the labor office people? Like, talked to them at all? Had any conversations with them? Like no, the people my, who have to like meet one, with the unions and set up their contracts and everything.
1: One of my best friends is a is a member of the pipefitters union.
0: Yeah, no, I so know.
1: I, I guess that's close as I get. Uh, so and he's a he's a I think he's a uh, he's a representative for his for his location.
0: I can't speak to like his business and and when what they're doing these days. I can only speak for like the people in the groups that I work around, right? Um, You're right that their their union and the people that I work with, I'm going to get myself in trouble, um, have very little leverage, it seems, when it comes to dealing with getting what they want. Right now I will tell you that Um, however on the other side on the other side of the channel on the other side of the the thing is that the sites that aren't unionized where I work and then the business that I work um, their guys are getting paid more they're getting better benefits they're taking the union guys to go work at their facilities for double the rate of what the union has argued for Um, we can't even hold on to our union hands. You know, nobody wants to join the union anymore. None of the, none of the younger guys do. Um, and I don't know if that's just a function of the way that they negotiated the contract. Like they don't have to, to get the benefits of being in that union, like they'll they'll get a union rep if something if something happens or whatever to come represent them at something. they don't have to pay the dues just because of what their job description is. And there are union members and non-union members that I work with on both sides of this uh, and in the same job. And like the labor board has basically made it the mission to like, Try to get people to like vote down the union so that they have a little bit more flexibility with their people because right now they couldn't pay more people more if they wanted to to hang on to them. That's what the union has done for where I work, they can't even keep up with the demand to like hang on to these guys. So they get these guys in, they hire them up, they work them about a year, they train them up, and then they get hired to go work somewhere else.
1: I, I, I'm with you because the, the labor unions are weak they're weak they have piss poor leadership um, you know I mean do you
0: think it, that and, labor and, unions... and, and, oh, okay go ahead
1: Sorry. and I think the, the, a lot of the reason is, is they, they uh, that the business the business class or the owner class worked have worked very hard to downplay unions in this country and to and, and worked very hard to get rid of them and so they've, they've gotten weaker and weaker and weaker over the course of a hundred years. Um,
0: Do because, you I think mean, we still have you need wouldn't need have for weekends
1: without a union you wouldn't have a 40 hour work week without a union you wouldn't have um, I mean you would still be, have child labor without a union I mean, there, there are lots and lots of things that unions have done for this country and, and they have been fought against every step of the way. Um, and so it's been a long, long effort to hurt unions. Mm-hmm. And so all of, the, all of those things you're talking about is just, it just this, uh, a, um, what's the word? a symptom of, of the, that effort. And so, um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, you get fired when you try to start a union, you like, even though that's illegal, they still do it because what are you going to do? you going to sue them. You're going to call somebody who you're going to call. You're out of work. Now what? You, now you got to go to a good job. You don't have time for that. You don't have time to go and start this fight. So, it's just been a weakening. But that's, regardless, that's why you need a federal minimum wage. So what you just said, those groups are weak.
0: Like retaliatory action is illegal already, and so. But 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 who's gonna who's gonna enforce it, Rob? Who does enforce it? Exactly. OSHA, you can take it to court. The bins, you can take yeah, it to you court. You have to take it to court. But, that's the who point. Has that? <laughs> who
1: has time for that? But who has time for that? You're gonna take a bunch of fucking low wage jobs, a, a bunch of low wage workers who live paycheck to paycheck, and they got time to go to fucking court over this?
0: No, they, they got to go get another job. Their, the, no, they uh, the got to have their job that they have. They don't have. They, got, they don't have. They time. got fired. They don't get their unemployment check. Oh, that's enough. My bad. Is that, is that not going to be the, enough the, to like have the, the time to the go to court to... and do your thing? No. Or is the job not worth fighting over? Either one. Any one of those things.
1: Like it's not, But it's not, is it worth it to go and, and start it up and where you have the possibility where you could be fired? Because you just saw Joe, your buddy, that stands right next to you. He was talking to the union people and he got fired. Now, is it worth it to you to go talk to him? No. Because you need that job. Because we live in America, where if you don't work, you don't fucking eat.
0: That's not true.
1: Okay, you're right. It is true. It is true. The little $300 unemployment a week that you get is not enough to, to feed a family. I'm sorry. It's not. $300 Three hundred dollars a note is enough to, to, to scrape by on if you eat ramen. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not it's not it's not enough.
0: If you're working somewhere and you get fired for trying to start a union, that shit's illegal. You have a case. So what,
1: what happens? let's see let's let's look that up what happens
0: now what's the fuck's the union going to do for you
1: so can talking with unions get me fired The simple answer is no. Uh, Does this mean you won't get fired for participating in union activities? No. company can't say they're firing you for union activities, it can say they're firing you for something else. The onus is then on you to prove otherwise, and proving your case in court of law can be costly both financially and time-wise. Even if you are able to prevail, the punishment usually amounts to no more than the company compensating you for the lost wages, minus any money earned at your current job and offering you your job back. Uh, That's, yeah, that's basically exactly what I was saying. That's from ZipRecruiter.com. So if you make the
0: choice... it, It wouldn't be worth it. To do those things. then
1: you made a choice. So. Your choice is no choice, Rob.
0: You made a choice.
1: It's still a choice. Bro, okay. So (laughs) let's talk about choices. And I'm going to give you this example. And I got this from Vosh because I love it. But listen. Okay, listen to this choice. Okay. You and I are on a plane. The plane crashes. Okay. The plane crashes onto a deserted island. It's very small. It's maybe you know, 100 feet all directions in diameter. It's a circle island. I wake up before you, okay? I wake up before you and I collect all the coconuts and I hide them away. I collect every trace of food on the island and I hide it away from you. When you wake up and you seem hungry, I say, hey, I got these coconuts over here for you. In order to get a coconut, you got to suck this dick. Otherwise, you starve to death. Are you taking dick or death?
0: I would probably and physically attack you. I would take a third choice, and I would attack you, and I would say, who's going to win? If those are my choices, what you're saying. then I fight. So what you're saying if those is are my choices, are for... then I fight. Period. So you're for feudalism. Got it. If that's what if God. that was the choice between sucking dick or having a fucking coconut, yeah, feudalism. I'm gonna fight for that shit. There's no two there's no binary choice in that bullshit. That's a bullshit thing. That's bullshit.
1: So And you so know that is and mean, you know it's bullshit. So your because choice anyone, would any, to fight. any
0: person who's in this economy Like it sucks right now. It's as bad as it's ever been in my life. So
1: you're saying they should fight.
0: What does that mean? In the situation you gave me, it was physical violence. What does fighting right. look like now? Is it still physical violence? I would imagine so. Well, there's a fourth choice where you could go do something else. You don't have to suck that dick. You could work on yourself. Get a little bit better. Get a little bit more experience. Earn something more. You know, the old bullshit thing when oh, they told people to learn the code. so you got, you got time code. to do that? How, how, so you
1: just you're just going to live off the unemployment? What if you got a family to feed right fucking now, Rob?
0: Hey, you, you don't know, have a choice the, to go uh, better
1: yourself. The, you got to uh... have a fucking job. You got to feed your family. That's dumb. <laughs> you don't have you don't ha- it's not Oh, I'm going to go get better. I'm going to go back to school. Fuck that shit. You got a family to feed right now. You don't have fucking time. You
0: get to work. What do you want me to tell yeah, you? So, so there's so a, there's an industry down exactly here. What the fuck there's I'm work saying. to do. Well, if you don't as want to work in fucking exactly McDonald's, there's work to, to what
1: do. what the fuck I'm saying. There's it, work to it, fucking choices, be done. So then those are your choices. So you go and find whatever work can happen. So you either choose the job that you have at the, at the rate that you have. You talk to somebody and you get fired for it. You talk to a union and you get fired for it. So your options are to go find another job. That's it. That's why unions are weak.
0: I never said they were strong. I only question the reason for their existence today.
1: Well, for better wages would be the the idea. I, for what they're worth now, I don't think there's any reason for them now. Honestly. Well, I've never lived in an area where unions are strong, so I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, like, I would I've,
1: I've never... I, I, I
0: mean... And and the area where I live and the unions that I work around, they're not helping you; they're hurting you.
1: Well, apparently they're helping people over in Nevada. their Their culinary unions pretty strong. Um, you know, I can see that. Steel workers unions pretty strong up in the north North Side. Um, the the auto workers' unions falling apart um, because of NAFTA. Um, mm-hmm. People can't get work, so...
0: I mean, if they close down your whole business, your union ain't going to do much.
1: Yeah, what are they going to do?
0: So. Yeah, we don't have a plan here anymore. Sorry, guys. Yeah,
1: so. and that's uh, that's uh, taking away a lot of the power.
0: So, I want to get back to Thanks. this idea on Thanks, the... Bill. ...federal minimum wage. And you said it yourself, that different areas have different... cost... Of living, right? Yeah. So you have a you have a bare minimum where the, and I think you brought this example up. But the uh, the bare minimum where the uh, the lone gas station attendant owner who works out on the middle of whatever highway runs through the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. Um. That guy needs to pay his employees fifteen dollars an hour, there, even though having one more than one employee, we'll say would basically just put them out of business.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why I think, I think if you did it county by county or state by state, even, I think that would be better. That would be a better option. Um, uh, because, because every place is different. Um, there's no two, uh, Because, I, yeah, I, I, I do think, one, I do think it's a good idea to do it incrementally if you're going to do a federal minimum wage. I think I think the way they're going about it is a good idea. I think the the minimum wage does need to increase. And, again, I think it's important because we don't have a strong union base that, that protects wages for people around this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Yeah. $15 an hour is not a lot of money, especially in where I live. It's not, it's not going to cut it. Um, I once tried to survive on 20 years ago, tried to survive on $10 an hour and I couldn't do it. Um, so, um, cost of living. So one thing, um, that I think is important is to determine what what classifies um, a living wage what would you say classifies a living wage Wait.
0: I mean for me personally I've always calculated like your house should be no more than 20 25% of your monthly income bill somewhere in the neighborhood another 5 10 15% depending on how many car payments you have and insurance and everything else and that Uh, I mean but that adds up no that's not an accurate statement so your house should be about 20 25% and you should basically have your bills is another, like, 30%, and everything else is divided up between food and savings, essentially. So, I don't know. So here's, here's what
1: I think, okay? Living wage equals the cost of basic but decent life for a family. Um, obviously divided by the number of people in a family, plus... Um, statutory payroll deductions and taxes. Okay, so cost for a basic but decent life for a reference size of family, okay? Cost of food, cost of housing, and other essential needs, and then enough for a small margin of unforeseen events. Uh, Because what I've learned about adulthood is at least once a year, you're going to have something happen where that's going to cost you $1,000, minimum. And so <laughs> I would say that uh, you need to have make enough for the cost of food, the cost of housing, based on your family size uh, and any other essential needs, right? and then have enough to save at least $1,000. Because too many people are going into debt for a $400, $500 emergency. Um, And that stems from minimum wage. And I think a lot of people get really concerned when you say, you know, a minimum wage is, um, you know, how What's fifteen thousand dollars, or fifteen dollars an hour per year? It's about. I think it was. So fifteen 40 times 40 is hundred. Six hundred times fifty-two is thirty-one thousand two hundred. Okay. Um, so when you see that, and then you see, this is my other favorite thing to look up. <laughs> Base salary, starting teacher. In the state of Texas, the base salary is forty thousand dollars seven hundred twenty-five. That's average, okay? Because that averages in uh, places like um, that. Part and Whitney. Yeah. So, (laughs) so um, that's average of forty thousand. So. And then the state of Utah is thirty five thousand seven hundred and twenty two. So people see that they're like thirty thousand dollars for a McDonald's worker and teachers only make thirty five thousand dollars. And their thought is to make sure that you pay the minimum wage worker less and not the teacher more. That feels like a big fuck you to me. Um because obviously I'm a teacher And I think teachers should get paid more Because we're licensed fucking professionals I've got three goddamn certificates That tell me I can do what I do But you know Coupled with a bachelor's degree
0: Anyway so it hurt your feel feelings about. that I only have one? <laughs> no I, got, I knew I I what I signed up for one thing that says I can, uh, I can do what I do
1: <laughs> I knew what I signed up for I mean not that I don't want to get paid more um, But but I think I should be paid what I'm worth
0: Yeah um, I won't I don't think we need to talk about And I think we'll actually agree That teachers should probably make more than they do um, Not probably They, they should um, On the flip side of that I don't think tenure should exist On the flip side what now? I don't think tenure should exist I agree with that. I agree. I I think we should pay teachers more, and I think they should be always aware of not doing their job and getting fired. Mm -hmm. Well, I I know that's not the right thing, and you'll you'll never get a teacher to like agree with you on that. But
1: but I mean, uh... okay,
0: that's that's your your realm. So you talk to me. You tell me.
1: Hold on one second, because I think I'm going to kick my kid off the bandwidth. Because uh, the my picture keeps coming out, keeps cutting out. Anyway, um, so I think, yes, there are there are lots of teachers that take advantage of their tenure. Not really here in Texas, because there are a lot of uh, different things that that go into us keeping our jobs. Um. It is hard to fire teachers, but it's also hard to find teachers, and one of the reasons it's hard to find teachers and good teachers is because they don't get paid shit, so their brightest, best and brightest aren't really getting into that area. Another reason is um, uh, every time you turn around, there's a Republican trying to demonize a teacher for indoctrinating their children, when in fact all they're doing is getting their fucking kids to think for them, goddamn selves. Um which I know is is a hard thing for a Republican to understand, um, <laughs> thinking, but uh, <laughs> sorry, but but that, it makes it really difficult for, for us to to pressure um, pressure the, the people that make the policy decisions. Um, because there's only so much money that goes into education, and so already the majority of the budgets for for schools for school districts is um, salaries. It's already it's already the big big majority of all the budgets, right? Um, and every year uh, we we get paid a little bit more, um, but every year also budgets are, are cut, and so then you have to decide where are you to where are you going to stymie. That, um, that budget, right? Where, where are you going to make your cuts? Are you going to cut funding for stuff for kids? Are you going to cut teacher salaries? Are you going to cut uh, support staff? How are you going to take care of it? Um, which needless to say, I think you need to shore up and, and pay invest more into schools. I think investing more into, especially pre-K, I think pre-K, pre-kindergarten should be, um, absolutely mandatory at every school in the United States. Uh, studies have shown that that is where the majority of the problems with reading and why we are so far behind, um, are, they start there. I also think that, um, Actually, I think daycare should be free. Um, I mean, from whenever the mom decides she wants to go back to work. I think that should be free. I think it should be part of a curriculum um, because, again, the majority of the issues that you have. So let's oh, golly, I'm going to get into this. Here we go. So <laughs> and I've written papers on this. So I actually I kind of know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Um, but I don't have the exact number, so I will be muddling that bit. But the majority of the issues that you have with uh, reading and and being kids being behind when they start into uh, middle school and high school start from the from the bottom, and the very basis of that starts from socioeconomic um, issues. A me- medium income household, a child, in the uh, one six. Sec- so sorry, I was trying to get the kid to get off the game. Anyway, so it starts at the, at at home where a middle income family, a child will hear, close to ten million words, in a poorer household or a lower socioeconomic household, the child hears, somewhere in the realm of. A million to the five million less words. Just here's the words, okay? So you're already starting at a disadvantage. Also, um, a lot of those parents aren't reading to their children, and so you're already again starting at a disadvantage. It all comes down to uh, socioeconomic status, and they always generally you can you can almost set your clock by it, but without fail the kids with the lower socioeconomic status are going to perform worse on standardized testing, on testing in general, and are going to read at a lower level. And I think in order to uh, equalize that and help out some of those those issues, you have to have some form of daycare, some form of standardized, or not standardized, but some form of um, curriculum Uh, For those for those daycares and they need the kids need to be read to and the kids need to see and hear words that, you know, maybe they're not getting at home because the parents aren't around because they're working three jobs or for whatever reason. Um, But but it starts with um, being in that socioeconomic class like I have time to be here and read to my children every night. I have that time. I have that, I don't know if it's a luxury, but that's something that I do. My kids hear a lot, a lot of words um, because I'm around. So, um,
0: so, I mean, here, like, that's...
1: But if you're working minimum wage and you're working 40 hours a week, you're making seven twenty-five an hour. That's not shit, so you have to work another job. I, myself, work three jobs. And I have... Uh, a degree and three certificates
0: <laughs> you just said you chose to be a teacher I'm just saying I mean just saying. for that one I'm just saying but um,
1: <laughs> I made a choice we right? made a choice
0: right and that's and that's good I'm not knocking it I never would but you know like it's we need teachers and I, I do think they should be paid more but that's not really what I think of this conversation I want to bring it back to, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I, I notice when, if you ever watch any of the debates, when people talk about these and these issues, um, and it seems to me that, and again, this is definitely going to piss you off, but it's always a question of the person on. The left, you, for instance, you say, "Hey, I want to do all these things, and we're going to have daycares and free daycares for everyone. We're going to have like, you know, reentering the workforce, training, and these other things, uh, which we can go back to and talk about I, I think that's like worthwhile. Um, we want the, the Medicare and all these other programs and everyone needs to have access to everything. And the question always comes back to, how are we going to pay for it? How are we going to pay for it?" And it's a valid question.
1: So I'll, I'll I'll even take it one step further because I think we should almost decommodify de- the housing market, food, and maybe not maybe not completely the housing market because I think people should still be able to live how they want to live. But um, I think I think everyone should get food stamps.
0: Should everywhere. we make should we make I being think a everyone should get illegal. a portal.
1: Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck those people. They don't so we work.
0: Should, we should make. That's not work. That's legal. not labor. We Fuck should, them. we should make people like go to work and then produce like certificates of actual labor. Like, hey, I did something. I'm just saying. And I can't. I didn't I'm make money saying. off of my, my. Um, hey, you know who else did exactly that? <laughs> <laughs> who else did exactly what I just said?
1: Oh, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just talking shit.
0: Okay, <laughs> I, know so I should
1: actually do that. But yeah, fuck I, landlords. I mean, Seriously, though. That
0: was, that was what do
1: landlords produce? Nothing. Landlords produce nothing. They just exist.
0: Yeah. Every now and then you got to go fix a broken water main, but
1: not even that. Not that's even. No, thing. you don't. Who who fixes the broken water main?
0: Oh, the guy, I paid the, to
1: the management company that you're, <laughs> that you're hired to to fix the shit to actually manage things. Hey, my buddy, my buddy
0: who, who owned his house, he did all his own maintenance. So I can't, I won't knock him for that one. <laughs> I got a, I got a friend who's a that's... wannabe slumlord who uh <laughs> he uh he bought a bunch of rundown houses and was renting them out, and he did all his own maintenance.
1: That's that's not very normal. Most most of the time, people hire that out. Hey, the, what do you the think of the houses that I've rented? Were were run by a management company?
0: Yeah. What do you think of the Congressional Budget Office? What do you know about them? <laughs> Just in general. Just like in general, yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, what do you? What do you? What do I say? The Congressional Budget Office? Do are they? Do they do good research? Is it fairly accurate? Like, do you have any preconceived notion about anything they put out? No. Do you know what they are?
1: Nope. I'm googling it right now. CBO
0: is a strictly
1: nonpartisan conducts strictly nonpartisan conducts objective, impartial analysis and hires its employees solely on the basis of professional competence, without regard to.
0: Without regard to political leanings,
1: uh, or? I uh, without regard to political affiliation. CPOs do not make policy recommendations in each report co- and cost estimate summarizes the methodology in it underlying the analysis. Learn more about CBO's commitment to objectivity and transparency.
0: What's your point? I was going to pull this up. This is the CBO uh, report on raising the federal minimum wage. Uh, and I looked at it through three different options of 10 12 and $15, raising it by up to 10 12 or $15 per hour by 2025. How it would affect employment and family income. Uh So basically here it says an average, of, and an average week in 2025, the $15 option would boost the wages of 17 million workers who would otherwise earn less than $15 an hour. Another 10 million workers otherwise earning slightly more than $15 an hour might see their wages rise as well. But 1.3 million other workers would become jobless according to CBO's median estimate. There's a two-thirds chance that the change in employment would be between about zero and a decrease of 3.7 million workers. The number of people with the annual income below the poverty threshold in 2025 would fall by 1.3 million.
1: I'm going to say this about that. Um, So this is a guy. So the the, uh, director of the Congressional Budget Office assumed office in June 3rd, 2019. Now, I understand that you have to have some type of um, background to just take over that office, right? They're not, they're, you have to be around for a minute. Um, but this guy from 2006 to 2009 was um, Assistant Secretary for the Treasury of Economic Policy.
0: From what What years happened between
1: 2000? From 2006 to 2009, what happened? In the
0: two <laughs> he was the assistant director for economic policy.
1: Assist, assistant secretary of the Treasury for economic policy from 2006 to 2009. He played an important role uh, in the financial crisis between 07 and
0: 08. Hey, you know who else um, did? This is, a, this is a, uh, just the fun segue. Do you know who else had a fun role in the uh, the financial crisis of 08? Is it is it yelling? Is it yelling? It's yelling. I was going to say yelling. <laughs>
1: Fucking guess.
0: Janet yelling. <laughs> yeah, we just put
1: ourselves right back in it. Jesus Christ. And, and people think She's it's going to be different too. now. Oh, yeah. She's a criminal, dude. She, like, looking at her resume. Um... <sighs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's like a it's like a who's who of like the crookedest, like... Right. What <laughs> right
1: in the beans? Like just
0: uh, uh. But anyway, I just thought so, the So it's hard office, for me this is the thing. So it's
1: hard for me for so that's I just looked it up. It, it's hard for me to, to 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 be like, oh well if they said it because look at who it is. You know what I mean? Look at obviously they're going to look at things through a certain lens. Right. But again, history doesn't show what they're talking about. It doesn't. It doesn't. The, the data doesn't back that up. And everything that I've seen, the data doesn't back that up.
0: Do you remember the town hall a few years back? And the lady asked Bernie. Like I have forty nine employees, and if I hire you the fifth one, then I have to do this thing. I think it was for healthcare.
1: I can't hear you again. You got, you got to back up again. I'm sorry. Forty nine employees.
0: Yeah. So there was there was a town hall that Bernie was at, and there might have been a debate, but um. And she basically said, like, I can't grow my business. I can't hire this next person because if I do, it puts me in. I think it was the next healthcare bracket or something like that for the employees and she mm-hmm. couldn't afford to do that because of the margins mm-hmm. in her her office
1: because over 50 you have to you under obamacare you had to uh, provide healthcare right for your right, employees right yeah.
0: so without jumping from 49 to like 100 where it was feasible you couldn't get there right for like the small business mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot, a lot of that has to do with like the margins that you get through the specific business, um, which may or may not lead to increased prices and wages and everything else and laid off people. If you cannot maintain that profit margin for the business, right? Um,
1: so I think a lot of a, a, a lot of people are very concerned about small businesses, right? Because that's that's like that seems to be the main talking point: small businesses and their small profit margins. Um,
0: yeah, it's right? Like the meat, well, every, everybody, and the, every, the, the backbone everybody, of
1: everybody. Right. Um, I I understand that, but but like the the, the data doesn't support. That they go out of business, or they have to let people go. It's not. It's. But it's not looking, what happens.
0: I don't think anybody's actually looking at that data. Then. I think they're looking at like the WalMarts because, and the Targets and the other places that pay their people at or below minimum wage that they have to go get on food stamps while they're working at Walmart.
1: Right, and, and not the small them. business
0: owner. They're not looking at those people. I think they're looking at the people that work at the WalMarts. All the data that I've ever seen has been like, hey, these guys who are working the minimum wage at Chili's or whatever. like."
1: Well, so already most small businesses pay over the minimum wage. Most yeah. small businesses, because they have to look at those people in the face every day, right? They're not paying minimum wage. Yeah,
0: it's Steve. He's your friend. They're paying, He's cool. They're, they're paying,
1: right, they're paying them 10 and $12 an hour, right? But the So really, who was, in the first two years, it's not even going to affect those businesses,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. So most of who it's going to affect are the profit margins for Walmart and Target and things of that nature. Costco pays their people a living wage. Costco does. And they keep competitive prices between Sam's and Walmart. They maintain their profit margins enough and they pay a competitive living wage. From what I understand, this is what's been told to me. I haven't done the research.
0: You know, you know who does pay a living or a, a decent wage. Actually, is the uh, the Bucky's right down the street from me. Oh, really? Yeah, I was working so many hours this year, this last year, where I actually did the numbers, and we we call it the Bucky's calculation out at the plants. And it's basically if I can make if I can live for 40 if I can work 40 hours a week at Bucky's and make the same dollar per hour that I'm working out here, it's time to go take a vacation <laughs> or quit. Because <laughs> if I only have to work 40 hours a week with a low stress job working at Bucky's versus the hours and the high stress that I'm dealing with, and I get paid the same hourly rate because I'm salary, it's time to <laughs> it's time to take a vacation. So. And again, I again, those are choices, right? They have benefits.
1: But, but from what I've seen is is when you raise the minimum wage, the median wages rise also. I mean the, the the problem is, and and I think, you know, you you alluded to it earlier, is that or I guess a couple days ago, was that inflation is the problem and that wages haven't risen with inflation. And I don't think that's a product of small businesses mm-hmm. not being able to pay. It's a product of, because the money is there to pay employees. That's a choice that employers make. It's to pay people less because mm-hmm. they can, because people need to work. They don't have a choice. They have to work in this economy. In America, if you want to live a decent life, you have to work.
0: Yeah, I think it should be that way anywhere. Right. I agree. Everywhere. I agree. You should have to do something. Um, Well,
1: I would say that those that can should. Those that are able.
0: You would say like... From, from those according to their ability to those according to their need?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that's not what I'm saying. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. So... <laughs> The poverty rates of lower minimum wage regions have been directly tied to stagnant low wage groups, which is exponentially more harmful to small business than raising wages. Small businesses do better when the minimum wage goes up, so that's just a simple fact. Uh, Large companies have been moving their manufacturing overseas because of lower tax rates and labor rates that are literally unbeatable even if we cut the minimum wage in half. So that argument's a non-starter. This has not proven to be... There have been put forth before, but not proven to be actually true in actual practice. The stage increased over five years, and most of those large businesses are already paying wages uh, well above the federal minimum wage and have been for years. So again, that's... I just want something that's not from Forbes. You know, like, I'm trying to find...
0: Or you could get a Bloomberg article, I think, if you tried. Oh, that's even better, Bloomberg. That's the joke. Ha-ha.
1: <laughs> so, apparently, over the, the course of time, the, 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 the restaurants in New York ended up doing better. There may have been an initial shock when the when the wages were raised... Um, but now,
0: overall, they are doing better. The demand has gone up. Oh, but I think the demand may have gone up because nobody's allowed to anymore. People want to do what they can't do, right? Well, that's true.
1: But you know, you're, you're stuck at home. You, I mean, I, I've, I've been, I'm, I'm a DoorDash uh, user, not a sponsor. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm just going to keep saying it. Not a sponsor yet. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Uh, you didn't like the yet. Forbes article? I think I found that Forbes article you, you mentioned.
1: Well, I mean, dude, there's a ton. Um, so...
0: Well, here's... At the end of the day, and here's... Well, here's I'm just kinda... saying,
1: like, this... I, I think... I think that this is propaganda. Every time that you say it's going to crush the economy when you raise and everybody's going to get fired i think it's just propaganda i don't think there there is nothing that is that that you can show me how that has happened to somebody or that's happened to a place um, that that give me an example of when they raised wages to certain amount it crashed the economy or it crashed the businesses or people got fired or um, so many people got laid off like you can't unless you can in which case like even your new york example doesn't really hold water because apparently it went back up and and they were actually doing better than they were before
0: so every time it, it it goes back to inflation. I mean if you raise the supply it's of wages. money wages. If you it's raise wages. the supply the of supply money supply
1: of money is already there, Rob the total it is at the top. It is not where we are. That is that is And that's it, what you're talking about. You're talking about that's the consumer a process price process
0: index. Fallacy. You're talking about the consumer price index at that point. Which is the cost of goods, like for bread and milk, the which money which is already is going
1: already up. there. The money is already in the system. We don't have it. That's the difference. So you can talk about inflation all day, but the fact of the matter is the money is in the system. It's already been printed. It's just in the hands of like 100 people.
0: Well, nowadays they just go in there and type it in on the computer and say, more money. There it is. Right.
1: But it's not trickling down, hence our laugher being a quack. It doesn't trickle down. You know what it does do, though, if you actually hand it out to the regular people? Like somebody on Fox News the other day, I saw a clip. Somebody on Fox News the other day said instead of printing money and sending it to the banks, why don't you print money and send it to regular people so they can spend the money and it will eventually grow the economy. Again, it falls back to the velocity of money, where the money actually enters into the economy versus going to these rich motherfuckers, and they put it in a bank, and you never see it again. If you give it to the people, it grows the economy. And so eventually the the small business owners do better because more people have more disposable income and they can spend the money in their businesses. Because right now, if everything you see on Walmart, everybody's going to Walmart because it's a lot, lot cheaper than going to this small handcrafted people. But if I've got more money, I'm going to go buy the better quality thing, right? Wouldn't you? You would buy the better quality thing. You would buy better quality food. You would buy, you know, maybe you can go to the farmer's market and spend, you know, $100 on Kobe steaks or whatever. I don't know. Do you buy those at the farmer's market? I don't, I, I, I don't go to the farmer's market. I'm a teacher
0: you guys have farmer's markets where you are? Huh? I said, you guys have farmer's markets?
1: It's in, it's in, it's in downtown Dallas. It's a pretty cool little place. Like the, the farmer's market in downtown Dallas. is like pretty sweet. I've, I've never bought anything there because everything's way overpriced. and I can't afford it. Yeah. They're selling but, it to the yuppies that live in downtown Dallas. But the location is super cool. Like it really, really is cool. Like they'll, they'll say you like, I eventually I got my smoker now, so I'm fixing to go. I want to, um, Go buy a pork belly And uh, From the farmer's market And let me ask you this: myself let me, some bacon
0: Let me ask you this Do you think on a principled matter Like just as a Abstract thought There will ever be people Not in poverty Like we'll, we'll ever like Eliminate A poverty line But it's never going to not can. exist I think you can So as a, just as a phys- Philosophical Principled level You think that's possible I,
1: I think it is. I, I think and I and I think it is, and it and it really will depend on. Um, I mean, there'll there'll always be people doing better than other people, but you can eliminate hunger. You can eliminate uh, lack of shelter. Um, and you can eliminate people dying from lack of healthcare. I think those things you we have the capability of eliminating it's a choice that we don't um and i think one day we will get there
0: Mm
1: -hmm. obviously um there have to be a lot of changes in in deciding what is important to us as a society um because our society teaches um I've got a t-shirt over here that says it. Uh, Nobody cares, work harder. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, you so... wear that t-shirt. Huh? I said, you wear that t-shirt too. Uh, I've worn it once. <laughs> it, was, it
1: was given to me, and uh, I, I was wearing it, and I was like, this really goes against everything that I stand for, like wholeheartedly, except in sports.
0: Nobody cares, work <laughs> harder
1: except in sports because uh, when it, when there's nothing that makes me matter this is when a d lineman comes over and complains to me that they're holding um, yeah I don't care. If you come over and complain to me that somebody's holding you and you can't make a play you're going to sit on the bench because I do not want to hear it. Of course they're holding you. I teach the O-lineman to hold. <laughs> they're going to hold that. yes. That's what they're going to do. I so, teach it, so yeah.
0: they're going to. It's legal hold, crying. illegal hold, legal hold, <laughs> illegal hold. Come on, guys, quit, basics.
1: Quit, quit, quit crying <laughs> and get your ass in there and, and do better. That's all, usually laced with a lot of curse words, um, but I was I'm trying to cut back on my cursing. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I'm when I'm screaming in one of these kids' faces,
0: yeah, that's, that's probably I'm just a, kidding. I'd never good. curse at a kid. is lightning going to strike you I'm, I'm worried it's going to come through my computer <laughs> <laughs> um, so I disagree and, and just from the basic principle of I don't think you can like humanity just like us as a human race can get to a point now maybe okay. So you said like you can't always. You'll always have people that are going to do better than others, right? Right. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because if if you get your you know wish list and you know world peace and solve world hunger and or American hunger or however you want to limit it, um, then that would be your. We've eliminated the poverty line we've got healthcare, we've got food, we've got basically a place to live.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you yourself mentioned your own slippery slope that the left was was coming on strong with now from their well, Biden talked about 15, well maybe we should ask for 25.
1: Yep. I think raising raising it to 25 even within a five year period would, would crash the economy. Honestly, I think fifteen is reasonable. I think it's doable, and I don't think it crashes the economy. Twenty-five would probably do damage. And because it, you like, can't just say you because there are there are leftists that if you say well what about a, what about a million dollars an hour <laughs> right and they're like and then the leftists will be if if 15, would be like well, yeah yeah a million yeah let's do that like you can't like it's not feasible right because.
0: I feel like those people, like, don't understand, like, a wage is a compensation for your time. Right. Like, well, it's a know, compensation when we were for kids, your labor.
1: Well, when we were kids. I I mean, if you wanted to give them a profit and piece of the labor.
0: You know you know how, like, you would go to school and your your friends would talk about, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go help my dad work on the car or whatever. Did you ever have friends that talked about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always heard that and I was always like, "Huh, that's weird. I don't We never work on the car together, Dad. What's Why aren't we working on the car?" And he was like, "Well, son, my time is uh it's pretty valuable to me. And uh you know, I get paid for my time. And it's worth it to me to not spend the time working on the car and to pay someone else to do this for me rather than figure it out myself. And if you think of time in the terms of a resource, so you have labor as a resource and time as a resource for a business. You know, we talk in terms of man hours, right? How many man hours are we gonna be putting under this this like scope of job or whatever we're gonna do? Like there's a dollar sign attached to that, right? Mm. And I don't think that people realize that like there's economic forces that typically assign the value to that. Now, maybe those forces are like what the job is, what kind of skilled labor I need, what unskilled labor I need. Those two guys are going to get paid very differently. Um
1: I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there, um, because while yes, there there is a there is a level of what labor do I need and what the market brings, but there's also a, a, a piece of what will what will a laborer take? What's the least amount that I can pay them? Yeah, absolutely. To turn a profit, and so because. People are struggling they'll take anything or because they're like oh well this is just what it is there's nothing better there's no way to do better and that is why you need a federal minimum wage that reason right there because like what is the least amount that i can pay someone to do this job is how you think as an employer right Mm -hmm. That's how, if you were hiring somebody and you were starting a business and you wanted to pay somebody but you needed something done, what's the least amount so I can continue to make however much money I'm making?
0: And if you get a good employee, then you say, what do I have to pay you to keep you?
1: Right? Or you can just keep hiring somebody. But I don't want to hire somebody. I don't want that guy. Well, then somebody else might want him, and he can go on and do other things. Somebody else will pay him. So I have to pay him more. Truity million. Would you? Or you can go and hire if you wanted him bad enough. Or you can just go hire somebody else who's gonna do this menial job, and you can train them up too. Because why pay? Why would I pay him twelve dollars an hour when I can pay this guy five dollars an hour? And Which it's I the same will... job. Now, he might not do it as well. But it's the same job that he was doing. He's costing me 12 but he'll do it for 5
0: hmm.
1: Now, I may have to go in behind him and fix him. Is that worth it to me to save $6 an hour, $7 an hour? Fuck yes, it is.
0: Maybe. But you can't speak for everyone. I can't,
1: but that's it's pretty typical it's pretty typical like like you, know, you can take something as as simple as you know
0: if you're talking re-shelving, about like, reshelving of the stocks Re- yeah yeah I, he's
1: really really good at it he's very good at his job now i can promote him or he's going to go find another job somewhere else right
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't, I, who, who's to say but am I going to pay him more what he's worth doing the job that he's doing? Or am I going to hire somebody else to do the job for the same low, shitty pay?
0: So you, You're going to hire you somebody got, else. You've got two people working the same job at your same wage, your same minimum wage. One does well, One's one way doesn't. better than the other. Yeah. Yes. you can't you're pay gonna keep
1: the cheap. You're going to keep the cheap labor because it makes economic sense. Even though he's not as good, he doesn't work as hard. He's, he, does, he doesn't always face up, you know? So every once in a while, the manager has to walk behind him and face some things out. But I'm already paying the manager that much money. Why do I need to pay guy number one? I don't. I'll just hire another fucking idiot teenager to do shitty job and uh, keep him moving. Keep my profit margins on point. <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> I, I can hear it. Um, I had mine earlier, so I I, I I can't say anything.
0: Yeah. Um. I think that's my cue, man.
1: Yeah. I I got a I got I got one sneaking around
0: the corner. Yeah. You know,
1: t- giving me a time where I'm at. So, I'm with it.
0: Uh, I'm just gonna call this one the Re Show, and uh, we'll we'll stop it here.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I did it again, didn't I? Say that On again. that, I see a lot of the effects of poverty <laughs> and a lot of the struggles, um, you know, that, that that people go through being poor.
0: Yeah, like I said, you're you're very you're very passionate about this, and. and... Again, my my basic thought is like I kinda don't feel like I have a dog in this fight. Oh my goodness.